It's time for a shift. This is the shift. Big change, big things in the phase. Yeah, big change, big things. This is the shift. Music in the background coming from the camp of Zakisha Brown. She calls this the shift. That's one person you should be really, really looking out for because the kind of words you put in a song is like on another level, yo. So let's get back to the conversation. Preparing to come to Ghana. Yes. <laughs> at, what, at what point did you think that, okay, let me just start going to Ghana right now and get and get things going for me? Well, so anybody that knows me, you know, my family's watching on live. They know, like, I've been saying I wanted to get to Ghana for a while. My best friend even reminds me of this. She was like, I'm so happy for you there because you've been saying it for a while. And I have, like, I want to get to Ghana. I want to get to Ghana. Um, and then especially with the year return, I felt left out. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, people say you got that fear of missing out. I was like, really like, oh, I missed out. So what happened was I turned 40 in June. So last you, year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You turned how old are you? I'm 40. What a mercy. Yeah, listen. <laughs> she cute, right? I try to keep it. <laughs> Black Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> track. Now, that's for real, though. Like, you are 40 years old. Yes. You should see my oh. mom. My mom is, yeah, she don't look at age. So, I, I guess it's genetics and guy and everything goes. Shout out to my mama. <laughs> we, we, we are beautiful people. Yes. Like, for real, though. Mm-hmm. Mm. So keep, keep it going. So what happened is, mm-hmm. I was I was planning, you know, thinking about my 40th. I was like, I want to go to Ghana, and I want to have an event. And it wasn't a party event. I wanted to do something I did last year called Party with a Purpose, where for my birthday last year, I for 24 hours I gave out information on Zoom, resources, and everything. So I'm like, well, I want to take that same premise and go to Ghana for my 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. And then when COVID hit, I was like, oh man, if I plan this right, like <laughs> you just did COVID hit, <laughs> and I'm like, dang, it's my 40th. That's a milestone birthday if i plan this and i can't go i don't want my 40th to ever be connected to what i couldn't do so i was like all right let me be on the shift let me shift so i shifted right right? and i was like oh shoot pentafest comes every other year and this was the year for pentafest i was like i'm gonna go during pentafest that way if i don't make it it's not connected to my birthday i'm not really upset right right so um that's when it my whole prime was like let me get to pentafest then it was like i don't know what made me say this but i was like since I was planning to have something big for my birthday, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me see if I could present at PNFS. And then um, I was like, I went online, realized I missed the deadline. I was like, shoot, <laughs> I missed the deadline. But shout out to Yadida. Shout out to Rabbi Cohane back in Cape Coast. So I knew Yadida. Um, she is Jamaican by way of New York, you know, but she lives here in Ghana right, now. Right, right. And I reached out to her and I was like, I think I missed the deadline. Can you like help me get my proposal in? So luckily they extended the deadline anyway, but she was very pivotal, her and the rabbi, uh, making sure that my proposal went through, went through. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like a month later, I just happened to be, uh, like just saying hi to her, like, hey, what's up? Just checking on you. She was like, Your proposal got accepted. I was like, <laughs> what? How did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> right? I was like, What? I was so excited. And around the time it got accepted, I was doing what um, my company does. It's called Career Exposure Seminars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Career Exposure Seminars is where I had panelists 
And I had people from different businesses and different careers come on this panel and talk about their careers. And the premise of that is exposing people in our community mm-hmm. um, to different careers. Because my, my motto is you can't become what you don't know exists. Right. So it was like, okay, we have, we're trying to inspire the next generation. Go be great. But they only know about being a teacher, a lawyer, a police officer. So these panels that I have... Um, what I do is I have people talk about their careers and how they got started. And if you want to be in this career, if you want to start this business, it's informational for youth, young people, young and old, um, even people that want to change their careers. So, you know what you could be aspired to be. And when you see people that look like you and I doing it, it's like, oh, my God, if they're doing it. So that's when hence I met Rudy for the first time. So uh and he was on my panel, and then I told him about I'm going to Ghana. He was like, you know, how you tell people I'm going to Ghana. He's like, yeah, I want to go. But then, just like that, just like that, he, I was like, Rudy, I'm going to Ghana. He was like, let me know, I want to go. And I think we had, we had connected me him and my cousin. Um, Cause we was shout out to one hundred two point six the situation. My cousins on listening in. We was there in Atlanta when we first met and we did the panel and we was just talking to him about what we're trying to do, how we're trying to connect, and we talking about yeah, going to Ghana, going to Ghana. Rudy was like, let me know. And people would say that, but Rudy like stuck with the idea. Hence why we he's here sitting next to me in the crowd right oh, now. So you 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 are not <laughs> actually set on going to Ghana. I mean, you had wanted to travel to Africa at one point in time in your life, but. It just happened. Yeah, like I was, she, she put the magic. Yeah, she has the spell. Yeah, and that was yeah I was yeah. in a, I was in a mode already prior to even meeting. knowing or right. meeting. I was like, anything that's aligned with my purpose, mm-hmm. I'm going. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm like, you know, taking action on. Yes. So when God presented her niece and said Ghana, I was just like, okay, God. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. So every time she kept telling me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's funny because it sounded like you were just sitting in the corner not doing nothing. And she said, hey, what you doing? That's nothing. Exactly how it was. Ghana, yeah. like, yeah. yeah it okay. was like that because, like I said, him, Let's go. Rudy, myself, and my cousin Ezekiel, who's my VP, we gel so quickly. Mm. So it really was like in conversation, like, mm. oh, we talking about what we want to do, how we can really help our people. Right. And then it was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to Ghana. You go and let's go. And like I said, and people say that, but Rudy really stuck to it. So I think like a couple of weeks had passed and I still was saying I'm going. But what the issue was, I was still waiting to hear back more information from Panifest so mm. I can say like what the itinerary is right, going to be. Right, so it was right, still right. a lot of things up in the air. I had already told everybody like, yo, I'm yeah. going. <laughs> but, and that's so <laughs> crazy because I had the same story. Like, and regardless, I was, her, I was like, we going? Yeah, and that's what, and, reg- and that's my same testimony because regardless what I didn't hear from Panifest or mm. not, I still you kept saying, right. I'm going to Ghana. Like people right. asked me, you still going? Regardless. Yes, I'm like, it was like the manifestation was like real. Like, regardless of what I didn't know, mm-hmm. I still um, was like, I'm going. And then it was crazy because when I bought my ticket, then I knew it got real. Like, I kept like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going. But when I actually got the confirmation email with my itinerary and I called Rudy, I was like, Rudy, Rudy bought his ticket probably like, what, less than 24 same, hours, probably yeah, like, like the same day. She's like, Rudy, I did it. I said, all right, I'm going to do mine now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he called Jared. Jared had his ticket. So even when we didn't even wow. know where we were staying, we had our tickets. It was just like, all right, now once we got the ticket, we don't care where we stay. <laughs> we Figured care, out. but the ticket made it real. Right. Right. Made it real, like. So I mean, you had contacts here already that were gonna, you know, hold you down, you know, help you find places. And, well, you know, yeah, because yeah, so um, 
again shout out to sister yadida she was helping me on the ground like telling me different things mm-hmm. still but a mm-hmm. lot of the work because of covid it was it's different like before you get you just get your visa just get your passport whatever and then it was like all these moving parts so it really got to a point where it was stressful for us coming down to the wire because <laughs> it was just like so many things and we wasn't finding information all in one place but we just kept to the idea even out of that when we first came it was about me presenting at panifest then it developed in um our initiative and rudy can speak more about it about the wb du bois day that is you know now a holiday in philadelphia and mm-hmm. we like he died and got wow. that's i don't even know how to comment when it wasn't a conversation piece it just became a part of the mission on top of panifest on it's, top it's of a us holiday connecting. in philly now yeah mm-hmm. it celebrated the um because of you yeah yeah so he gonna he, i'm gonna let him <laughs> talk about it because you know so how do you how do you make that happen because <laughs> we're about teamwork. to connect that right now like mm-hmm. right yeah. here mm-hmm. how do you make that happen so that or just like included in with the trip or just talk about that no talk about that we're okay. gonna come to the gotcha. trip well with the trip we know we just you're right, just talking gotcha. along what's going on we yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah so that that was um a resolution that was put together with uh myself and my team mm-hmm. a shout out to locks knox uh jp mm-hmm. and it's the city council of philadelphia mm-hmm. um just last january 2020 january we were able to get it official but prior to then about six it's going on seven years there's been a ceremony uh, like an award ceremony that's done by uh, I Care Academy in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where the 400 Legacies Project uh, spurred out of, um, just kind of through our co- coalition, the 400 Coalition that's in Philadelphia. We're basically um, a lot of elder um, community leaders came together, but they wanted to pass the torch uh, to some younger community leaders. So we created the 400 Legacy Project through the I Care Academy. Um who was already doing uh, work in Philadelphia. So the W.B. Du Bois ceremony uh, took place every February mm-hmm. uh, where we would just recognize uh, community leaders among, around Philadelphia. Um, so we decided to go ahead and just try to push to see if we can make it a, an official day uh, back in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then it got approved um, the top of 2020 and became an official day so now the last monday of every february in the city of philadelphia is recognized as web du bois day and we're looking to replicate it in atlanta as well as uh here in ghana so wow yeah so the first day of panifest i think it was last monday wasn't it shanice it was like mm-hmm. yeah last, it was last monday, monday. Yeah. yeah we presented yeah. we presented a resolution mm-hmm. to uh the web du bois museum center yeah. uh, here in accra yeah. um just to kind of recognize that W.B. Du Bois is a day in Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk with uh, some uh, dignitaries and leaders here to see how we can make it a, uh, a day make here work. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Ghana. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that'd be dope. Let me know any, any which way I can help. Man, I'm every down. way. I'm down. You're helping now, you're, you're right? <laughs> Welcome. Welcome Listen. to the 400. Yes, right? <laughs> Welcome to Exposure to 400. Right. Welcome to everything live. Yeah. Okay. To exposure. Fully in. So preparing to come. When she spoke to you about Ghana, I mean, I know you was just tagging along, mm-hmm. but still, you, you, I mean, you were all in it anyway. Yeah. How was it like? Man, it was amazing. It, it felt, it felt like a click, like, like when you connect a dot or to something. Because prior to, prior to, you know, even doing the interview, I had, I had like officially became independent as a consultant 
probably like that last November because I was doing consulting work for a, a commercial real estate firm, uh, working with investing in commercial properties mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from Atlanta, all the, all in uh, in Pennsylvania, but right. sp- uh, specializing in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I was doing that for two years, but all while doing that, I was um, you know still working. You know, I had other jobs, work for um, uh, in the community. I was working my working my own nonprofit. Shout out to uh, Jared and the rest of the Show Love team. Um, but when I had officially said, you know, I'm going to leave this firm, just do my community work and just kind of pick up clients to kind of help consult them on community development projects. I was in a mode coming to the top of this year where certain oppor- if certain opportunities came across and that was aligned with my purpose, mm-hmm. I was going to jump on it. Um, and a colleague of mine who's an ambassador with us for the 400, a shout out to DJ Reezy, um, he mentioned to um my mentor uh lox knox and i on a call like hey, i'm going to connect you with the um uh someone who i met up here uh where i work she's great she's like amazing she does a lot of great things and connected she's doing something out there in atlanta uh next month i love for you all to talk i said all right send me a number C- connect with her immediately well he connected us to a group group chat and then after we did the panel like shanice was saying we were like connected like that whole day, like we spoke for like hours, up to the, 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 the yeah, the the interview ended at like three o'clock, or two o'clock. Wow. We were talking to like you know, went out to eat with her, and her cousin, connected. Even the next day, I invited them to a, a networking um, facility. Shout mm-hmm. out to the gathering spot, and we were just kind of talking, connecting a little bit so more. It was time for us to leave for our flight. For like, flight. Literally, we yeah, talked so to him like, about like ten a.m. not not ten a.m. all the way till they had to like kind of fly out like four, wow. four or five hours afterwards. Wow. Yes. And in between that time, we we was she was just mentioning Ghana like, oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna go out to Ghana. And I was just like, I'm gonna go. And I was just like, and when we leave, I'm just like, hey, don't forget about the Ghana. Like, <laughs> so it was just like a funny like, oh yeah, he said he gonna come. Uh-huh. But immediately afterwards, I then could spoke to my constituents and colleagues like, hey, put this on the calendar. This is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, and separate from Shanice we were thinking of what we could bring of value Mm -hmm. and the boys aligned perfectly with it so we were saying how we could bring and just the boys there and whatever resource we had Mm -hmm. connection wise we could bring to Shanice um, but Shanice did a great job with just helping set the trip up, mm-hmm. uh, get us situated with just through her connects who mm-hmm. was helping her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a dope experience. So I'm just, and like she said, you know, even if we didn't present in Panifest, it like just the click of us going is what we didn't want to abandon. Right. Like whatever right. value we, we, we knew Ghana would give to us, we wanted to receive it. And I feel like we did, uh, you know, Panifest uh, was definitely a great experience. Mm-hmm. Also, though, Ghana was great, and it's mm. just being yes, Ghana. Still being mm-hmm. here, it's so, so surreal. Yeah. Right. What 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 was the challenge? What challenges did you face preparing to come? Oh uh, man. Was it accommodation or what was it? It was well, understanding. I, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I say for me, <laughs> for, for me, it was um because I travel, you know, frequently, you know, uh, even by myself. This was like really like my first time traveling like as a group with people. Mm-hmm. Like people may be like, "Wow, really?" Like I've always just traveled alone, and well, like you know, if outside of just family, you know, family trips and stuff. But for me, my uh, my good buddy, uh, best friend Jared Jared Wilson, shout out to Jared. Uh, he's the executive director of a nonprofit that we have mm-hmm. called Show Love. We had just went to Haiti mm. like two <laughs> two weeks before coming here. So so um, you know, big shout out to the people of Haiti, the beautiful people of Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, and my prayers go out to them. You know, with just uh, having the president. Right. Uh, the, that's right. just with that situation. Right. Right. Um, but. 
a day, but I think that happened a day after we even got back. So we could have possibly been stuck in Haiti. Were you part? What? <laughs> of the people? What? Uh, no, no, we, we were gone. We were already gone. Uh, oh, yeah. oh it, it happened before you left. Right, yeah, that's crazy, right? It happened before you left. Or after <laughs> yeah, you left. yeah, bro. So we were there. So we were there, like on a uh, on a humanitarian trip. You bro, know, uh, shout bro. out to, shout out to Atlanta for Haiti. Um, bro. it was like a, about twenty of us went out. Some family, some kids. Bro, bro, bro. let's talk about this. No, no, no I don't know. About, I, don't, I don't know about that. Let's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, because like I got my theory. Yeah, I'm only playing. No, I know, I know. But I got my Haiti chain on right now. You know, but Haiti. Haiti, Haiti's a beautiful country. Yeah. Um, so much history, and um, for us to experience such a beautiful country, and it, and, a, and a lot of um, the trip planning, you know, they kind of had uh, travel advisors mm, kind of helping mm, us. Mm. So coming right out of that, and then coming into a trip where it's me, Shanice, and Jerry, <laughs> we're our own travel advisor. Right, we're gonna right, do right, this. Right, right. Where's Jerry at though? He, he, he had left yesterday. Left, yeah, oh. he left yeah, he late had, last okay, night. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes. But it was a lot of more so um, just learning for on our end. Mm. Um, but it was good learning and i feel like you know like like shani says you know thanks to the most high we were able to you know meet certain deadlines you know and just get there yeah, that was really the big thing for us like let's just get there you know like <laughs> right, right, right. we're waiting yeah. on visas to come back but that was probably the only really red tape that i feel like we uh, experienced it took a longer visa. time no, no, no! It didn't. It was understanding more, the process. Understanding the process. You can't yeah, go yeah, in person yeah, yeah. anymore. Right. Like you can't walk into the consulate anymore. No, no, you have to right. mail it in. Yeah, you always have so, to mail it in. Yeah. yeah, but before you could go, so it was just like, so you know, understanding that if I mail this off, that I send them everything because I don't want them right. to send it right. back. Right. 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 So I mean, yeah, we sent it back and like we we overnighted it like yeah. a, a few days before we had to leave, so we got it back like the day of a flight. Oh, wow. we had to leave. <laughs> yeah, and so they yeah, so so this that's what I'm telling you, like this experience playing for Ghana is like a story within itself yeah. because just like you said, like what did we run into? Just understanding the restrictions in terms of what you need, so, right? You so go on break one, it down. List the the challenges that you face. So all right. So I wouldn't say so the challenge was understanding what you needed to get into the country. So we know the basics of you need a passport, you got to right. get your yellow fever, and you right. need the visa. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, the list. But for us, understanding the whole visa process, because this is the first time we applied for visas. So it was like, like he said, they were coming back from Haiti. I was coming back from Jamaica. So prior, the reason why we didn't even apply for our visas before we left, because he was like, we don't want to leave for our different right, trips. Right, and right. you still got our passport. We can't right. go on these trips. So... Yes, so I don't know if we should do that again. Going on to two separate <laughs> countries, I mean, two weeks so before Ghana. Because like I literally, day. yes, because I literally was coming back from like Jamaica and they went to Haiti. So mm-hmm. it's like, but so understanding that visa process. So what I did was I went all the way to. I was closer to New York, so I, I drove to. Um, shout out to David in New York. He has a travel company, and I took my stuff there, and I was like, David, I need my stuff back by Friday. <laughs> right and it came just like that and so for them it was like melanin big and they all way in atlanta mm. so that was this one set understanding the visa process how long it would take right. to get back the other challenges was just understanding everything you needed related to covid mm. right and mm. on certain websites it was like i was getting some information but i'll go on another website and it it's says like, okay, another thing yeah mm-hmm. you need one more thing so it was like i don't want to get to the airport either 
in New York because we was all supposed to meet up in New York and be on the same flight. We just end up leaving on different days. And I ain't want to get here always to cry. And I don't know if y'all ever saw that movie with Tom Hanks where he was stuck in an airport. Mm, and it yeah. was like, you don't belong to this country. <laughs> I'm like, no. Right? You don't want to be in that situation. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm like, just understanding everything that's needed and making sure that we do it this exact same way. So we don't, this trip wouldn't be wrong. But I remember like, Maybe like a week or so, maybe like a couple of days before we left, it was myself, Jared, and Rudy on the phone. And I said to them, I said, something must be so great over here mm -hmm. because we're running into like these distractions, into these barriers, into these things. And I said, it must be something so great that we, something is trying to stop us or discourage us. And what we have experienced, the level of treatment, the level of like, um, just awesomeness and everything reception. we experience mm -hmm. your yeah, reception we couldn't have imagined this if you would have put our three brains together we some bright people we could not have imagined this and i definitely gotta give a shout out to um to adrian and to winford they own a barbershop they, uh, they bill barbershop and the beauty mm -hmm. bar owned by adrian please check them out in medina they also they mm -hmm. have um Diasporan experience, diaspora experience where they help diasporans such they, as they ourselves. Have, they, they have their own episode. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling I'm you, they were people though. Listen, I was, was, was coming here yesterday. So mm. yeah, he was coming <laughs> here over there. But let me tell you how I even met them. Being at being connect doing my exposure seminar mm -hmm. in Atlanta at the radio station. Um the radio station is owned by three black guys, Jarvis, Robert, and Prince. Shout out to them. But it's housed inside Morris Brown College. Right. Morris Brown College, I met Miss McKenzie. Miss McKenzie said, Listen, I'm telling her I'm going to Ghana. She Ms. said, I. Miss McKenzie. She's yes. a student over student She's, success. Um, oh, student oh, affairs. affairs. And, um, shout out to Morris Brown. No, uh uh. Not, not, not the one I know. Okay. But let's get going. So mm -hmm. she was like, She was like, I have a student over there talking about what, right. you know, right. um, I'm gonna connect you with him. So me and um, me and Winfrey, we tried to connect a couple of times, but we was missing each other. We finally connected. When we connected, it was like if I had known right, him. Right, right, right. Bill has got right. that kind of. Bill, Bill, Bill is a whole. <laughs> He's a whole god on himself. You know, yeah. That's, that's Yo, Bill, his personality is bigger than life. Yeah. So I told him what we were Very doing. Connected. Mm -hmm. So. Um, his personality is so big. He was like, "All right, just let me know when you get here." Like I was able to connect with them. I was, so I was between X and Yadida questions, X and Bill and Adrian um, mm -hmm. questions. Mm -hmm. You know, they were giving me certain answers that right. I. So when I, I was matching up what I was seeing online with what they were saying and make sure it's right. When we got here, Bill picks me up from the airport. Mm -hmm. It's like, listen, sis, come on, this this is what we do. Like, right, hey, right, right, right. And it's crazy because and th those are his words. we all came on different days because of the visa situation i came wednesday uh came rudy friday. came got friday mm -hmm. and then jerry came on saturday mm -hmm. but let me tell you how we love them because they're so well connected they're this they're such great people each day that we came we all had our different experience so I get here on Wednesday. They drop me off at the Airbnb. They're like, get settled. We'll send a boat for you. Meet up with them. Yeah. Meet them at the shop. Yeah. The barber shop. Yes. Uh, uh, what I'm going to tell the viewers is connect with Mr. Bill. Yes, Connect with do. Adrian. I call Adrian the Asantua. <laughs> Beastnip Barber and Shop yes. is at Medina, uh, Picola Heights, around Rolling Circle. Connect yes. with these folks. They are great people. They, they, awesome. I mean, the first time we met, 
you know, we had conversation like we've known each other for a that's long time. <laughs> and yep. that's that's him. Family. Yes. You know, that's him. He's just going to start flowing everything. And, yo, what do you think about this? Let's yes, do this. Let's yes. get it going. Like, you know, it's not about the business alone. It's about the positivity the right. around the energy. It's that frequency you see what I'm, I'm saying? saying. Great mm-hmm. people yeah. have a good business. They great people yep, over yep, here. Yep, right. yep, yep. And, and, yep, so. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what you're talking about. I know Bill. I mean, he has his own episode. We're going to. You know, yeah, but let me can I just share one thing about what they did for us that I want to get out because we all arrived on the and this this speaks to the kind of people they are and the kind of people that they have associated Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and they only mm -hmm. been here for about five or six months and they have already cemented themselves. So when I came on Wednesday after they closed down the shop, we went to a gathering and when I walked in there, I'm like surrounded by all these people from the diaspora yep. and she like they live here i'm like they live here and so i mean people so all these people basically live here or they come here so frequency mm-hmm. so frequent you might as well say they live here and i'm like what my people are in it yeah. like you know we already know we are african people but people who had made their leap and their jump to say i'm reclaiming what's ours yeah. it was so powerful and the rest of that night i was just in amazement mm-hmm. of that like we wasn't waiting for no big uh big celebration or no big kumbaya to come back we just was coming back in droves and i'm meeting all these great people and they're young professionals it's not like they whatever so then rudy comes on friday and so you know spiritually i can't go out on friday so i'm like rudy you don't gotta stay in because i'm in go out rudy come back like we went to Afrikikos. it was nice he had his own uh amazing experience with them and he's meeting other great people all with bill and adrian so this is bill and adrian so then saturday night comes uh, Jerry gets here. They invite us to uh, Aquaba uh, 360. Aquaba, where we met you, Aquaba 360. <laughs> right, 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 and this right. is Jerry first night. Right. So, you know what happened at Aquaba 360? It's all this black right, excellence right, right. in the room. Uh, yeah. And this Jerry first night, Tony, 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 you're yeah, there, everybody yeah, there. Yeah. And we like, and this is all things. So, this is all within our first couple of days. And we like, if we wouldn't have known. Um, Bill and Adrian, this couldn't happen. So right, shout right. out to yeah, them. I mean, they, they great if you people. if you coming from diaspora, please hit them up because they have their own diasporaexperience.com in be snapped barbershop. Yes. And uh, uh brilliant beauty. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's for Adrian. It's right. They now they got the rooftop. So that's that's who rooftop we're gonna use for the Most um tough, yeah. for the Afro so That's why we're keeping it small. Definitely yes. what would have happened was even if you had not spoken to me about it, mm-hmm. I would have still been involved. Right. In yes, right. See how it's all connected. Yes, yes. So that's how that's how beautiful it is. Yeah. That's how beautiful yes. it is. Yeah. People don't mm-hmm. understand, but that's the beauty of of getting on land and yes, connecting and with connecting. people and being yes. amazed and by that, the kind of people you meet, you mm-hmm. know, like on the regular, you wouldn't meet Tony, 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 like on the personal yes. level like that. But you get here and they just like, and like, it's crazy like, because and when you we know? was when after the after party for the Aquaba 360, mm-hmm. we every day was on the rooftop, so I had just went up there to say bye to Adrian. Um, Tony, 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 we all walking towards the elevator. I was like, just sing. So I got to show you the recording I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, can you sing? It's our anniversary. They, yeah, they'll do it. So they did it. Yeah, and it's so it. funny because now, so they all in the hallway. So they started off and then it continues in the elevator. So it's like, it's so authentic. <laughs> yeah. But it's Tony, Tony, Tony singing. It's our anniversary. Like you can't in Ghana. Right, right. <laughs> you right. can't make History. this stuff up. Like, you see what I'm saying? And that's how it works. Uh-huh. You know, you don't, these people get here and they put away all the other stuff 
yes. that America has. Because they were cool because you bumped into them yeah, uh, at One Africa. Right. And yeah. they would just be easy <laughs> and normal to you. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Great people. You know, yeah. Very great people. Yes. And that's how it's been since. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm loving this shift since I started. Mm-hmm. When I met you, I saw uh, Rudy first at Aquaba <laughs> 360. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I. I Later, I saw you, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't know mm-hmm. you guys were actually, you know, y'all Working came together. together. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. So, you know, I'm I'm just going about, you know, talking to people, connecting. Mm-hmm. So, I get to Cape Coast, and I'm getting out from uh, the the hall, uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, where they did the, the concert. event, the concert. Mm-hmm. And I get out, and I see Rudy again. <laughs> <laughs> So, Destiny is making Rudy repeat himself twice mm-hmm. or three times. Mm-hmm. Like, right. no, we, I got to talk. <laughs> I got to know what's uh-huh. going on. Right. Uh-huh. And it will amaze you the kind of ideas. Just sitting down for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Great things that we can do together. Before mm-hmm. we even got on air, what we talking about. Right. <laughs> Just within, within like 10, 20 minutes, uh-huh. we spoke about a lot of things. Uh-huh. Right. A whole lot of things. Uh-huh. Right. And these are not just common things. These are very big projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very, <laughs> very big very projects. Huge, yeah. and, and that's the beauty of us mm-hmm. coming together, mm-hmm. uniting, especially on this side of the, of, of mm-hmm. the planet. Right. That's the motherland and doing th- great things together. Mm-hmm. You know? So this is the shift. We're not ending right now, but then we're going to break for a minute. And when we get back, we're going to keep shifting. (laughs) It's time for a shift. This is the shift. Big change, big things in the face. Yeah, big change, big things. Their plan, steal your energy and then move on to the next man. That ain't going to work with me, you vampires. I'm advanced. I don't dance with devils. I'll leave that to the caveman. A few years from now, you're going to be like your shift. People will wonder why I keep playing Zakisha's song and I keep playing <laughs> over and over and over and here. over and over and over. What you say, sister? She got some Lauren Hill vibes coming through her. Uh, well, and and it's even deeper. You know, <laughs> it's it, 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 yeah, it's it's serious. And people uh-huh. people wonder why not because she gave me anything just to uh-huh. do it. But yo, the kind of lyrics she's putting out there mm-hmm. is. The kind of lyrics we need, the kind of words we need mm-hmm. right now as a people to move on, mm-hmm. to make the shift. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And everybody should check her out, Zakisha Brown, uh, on Instagram. You you find her. You go on YouTube, search for Zakisha Brown. You mm-hmm. find all her, her songs, you know. She's, she's dope. Mm-hmm. She is so dope. But anyway, getting on land. Um, what are some of the things that you found... Uh, out here that you were kind of shocked like really i thought it was not like that you know what are some of the things <laughs> uh i would say for me and i we talked about this prior to getting on air was i didn't expect it for it to be so americanized or so heavily influenced by the american culture mm. um i just thought i would have like a two-week immersion of like constant like <laughs> culture culture like you right, know Ghanaian right. culture put on me um and not to say that is a, a bad thing at all but I, I i could see the heavily influence of american um culture here that i wasn't expecting mm. um when i when i got here and um yeah that w- i would say that that was the thing for me what about you rudy uh yeah for me i would say um probably like just the entrepreneurial 
um, experience that I saw within the community. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. like, you know how you're driving up to the red light and you right. just see how everyone's People, selling things. Right, right. Yeah. But when you get into deeper to like Ghana and certain areas, it's really a lifestyle. It's a way of life. It's yeah. like coming from Haiti, Haiti is in that third world country aspect. So the just the the currency or just like they're making like two dollars a day there mm, like mm. that's like the average income in, in haiti so it's like it's very hard it's very tough so um coming to ghana and learning that you know ghana recently received its independence ghana just a lot of its history kind of recently happened it's a developing country i'm kind of seeing just where where haiti is approaching right like right. they're you know when more tourists do come or they start developing more buildings or events or things of that nature, you'll find they'll actually have, you know, people to sell to, you know, so seeing the youth come up and, you know, selling us art and selling, they have that in Haiti, you know, you have people selling things, but it's like every blue moon, they probably may see people or Americans or anybody from other country come. So that was probably the biggest thing, just seeing how, um the development of ghana is which is good you know but i didn't i didn't expect it just for that magnitude like everywhere you go it's you know it's uh businesses on the streets mm. you know mm. selling bed frames selling everything i'm telling everything uh <laughs> everything. washer and dryers mm. i saw printers <laughs> i saw the caskets cask i saw yeah. this uh the seats on the car yeah. that you put on the car right. uh motorcycle helmets motorcycle. it's like you see everything, everything. in it but it just shows you where like you know in america you got people got storefronts you know plazas mm -hmm. you know they have that here mm -hmm. but just it's i feel like it's more it's right yeah it's, 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 it, it's more people than brick and mortar businesses mm, you mm, see mm. and you could tell people have turned their homes into like basically storefronts mm. so mm. I, that was my interesting what are some of the pro things that you find like problems that you think that but man well i guess did you want to go touch on that one okay so um I don't want to, and this is not to be politically correct. It's just that I just want to approach it in a more positive light. Right, right. I, I would look at it more things that I would love to see approve upon yeah, being here mm -hmm. is housing. And um, as Rudy just said, the entrepreneurial spirit, how can we really give it a, a viable place? You know, because at times it was overwhelming, but I, I realized the overwhelmingness come from necessity to eat at the end of the night. It's mm. not like they're just doing it being right. greedy. It's like, okay, they need you to buy this because this may be the difference between a roof over their head, feeding their family. So it's like, but how can we turn this this hustler um, spirit right into a real legit entrepreneur spirit? I mean, entrepreneur opportunity for them where they're waking up every day and they're not just seen as street hustlers, but they are legitimate business people so that's one of the things that i would love to see change that these people individuals who are walking in between the cars who are le legitimately business owners and really having viable like it's viable for them it's not a struggle for them it's really you know um at the end of the night like if i don't get a certain amount of money my kids may not have dinner like mm, how can mm. we change that narrative to that i just have my own business and i have to hustle every day i have to work hard but i have it because and I want that to change because sometimes as the person being here, coming to, you know, just visiting, if you're not from here or living here, it could be overwhelming. And so then you are in a situation where it can make you retract and not want to get anything because now you're trying to help one person and 10 people come up. Right. So it was like, how can we have it in an organized fashion where everybody's eating? Everybody is 
surviving and then um just this whole idea of creating this economic opportunity so whether you have your own business or whether you have a job just at the end of the day if you are alive in ghana you should be able to eat mm. like yeah. you should have a place over your, um a roof over your head right? right you should be able to close on your back so what that may look like is that i want to be careful that i don't bring as much as I'm trying to immerse myself into Ghana, I also have to make sure that I'm not bringing Western thought into mm-hmm, Ghana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. housing may not look how it look in you know back in Philly or back in the U.S. You know, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, it broke my heart to see people living in you know really subpar um, conditions and stuff like that. So I would definitely say, you know, having doing my part or doing our part to contribute. Um, to economic development, job creation, right? Mm-hmm. And also sustainable housing right, outside of right. the unification. Because outside of all of that, another thing I want to see, and we talked about this again before air, is not them. I'm a diaspora and you are Ghanaian. Us. It's us. We yeah. want African people. And that's what one I spirit. would love. Yes, one spirit, one mind, and one determination. At the end of the day, whether you're from Australia, you black, or you're from UK, or we all want the same thing. We mm-hmm, want to be able to mm-hmm, take care mm-hmm. of ourselves and our family and be respected as human beings as such. And so, you know, those are just some of the few things that I think that we want to submit. And I know for the viewers watching, right, it's easy to say, well, how can you two be a group of people coming over and doing it? It's just doing our part. Mm-hmm. We, we know that the things that we really want to do may not happen in our lifetime but those who have came before us and those who are still here they're getting older so we're just taking up a time before they die with all their knowledge we're saying right give us what you have let us take the baton this far and we're going to take it Martin the king even said i may not get to the mountaintop with you but at least he tried to climb that mountain if he would have never tried to climb what would we have to hold on right, to today right. the marcus garvey's the wb the boys that were the market all of that right so what we're just trying to do is come here and do our part and cement our legacy and cement our part into history because the same way we were inspired by other people we want to leave a legacy where when we're no longer here somebody say you know i'm gonna pick up the baton because they existed i want to be better and do a part so what we're seeing is really not far off it's just doing what we're doing now it's just make it's just making an investment it was a financial sacrifice to come here to be transparent but it was worth it because the investment of it you know people invest in the stock market we invested in this trip to ghana because the return is bigger than any stock market return that we ever can get and what we have gained in two weeks it's priceless so it was like if we can get here see what the need is and we realize that our american dollar goes so much further so we don't even yeah. need to be millionaires to come over right, and make right, a difference yeah. but guess what can happen if we take some of our american money bring it over here to make a difference and whatever we put our money in that investment returns then we can go back to america to help our people over there that probably would never make this trip mm-hmm, or for whatever mm-hmm. reason don't come we can still grow our business so utilizing what we have to start with bring it to our people here let that grow and then we could come back and create more jobs in america so the jobs i can't create now because of barriers economics i could come here and create and then go back and so then it's a circle and then we are bartering from each other we are helping each other and then black liberation is really is not a fad it's a movement 
So it's not about being liberated in America and y'all enslaved here. And this is why it's so important that we bridge that economic gap to say, let me bring my resources here, build this up. Then I could go back home. Then I could go to the UK. I could go to South America. I could go to even our brothers and sisters in Europe and Asia and Australia. It's really about how can we connect the dots and liberate ourselves everywhere? Mm, And guess what? You can't do it just staying on your block, repping your block your city you have to get outside of that comfort zone and it's ironic that sometimes in order to even help the people closest to you we may have to come to ghana to build our empire just to be able to say now we can help people in uk america south america australia but coming back home and that really says a lot even on a subconscious spiritual level that our Mm -hmm. that our that our generational wealth is here wow amen this is deep this is deep. You, you want to add something to yes, it? Yes, I know. No, that's why she said enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next question. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she's put it all out there. Yeah. You know, all the things that I was going to chip in, she just wanted <laughs> yeah. put everything out there. But it, it's good It's good that you're educating the many people out there. And this mm. is what the shift mm-hmm. is about. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of things that are coming mm-hmm. up. Not only the shift. I mean, we've discussed a whole lot mm-hmm. of things that yes. we are going to come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be it would be great very soon. It would be great. We we have to set the pace for the many others to follow. Yeah. You know, we have to be the pillars. You know, we have to be play great roles that people can actually look at us and just follow mm-hmm. our our. You know, it's not for YouTube views. It's not for all that funny stuff mm-hmm. that people right. are trying to do just to mm-hmm. get money. Mm-hmm. It's for positioning ourselves as mm-hmm. a people in the right path yes. so that the generations that are to come mm-hmm. will follow and and it will be easy for them to have examples to actually mm-hmm. follow mm-hmm. and get to where we are supposed to get to it's been right. 400 years and over mm-hmm. right. and we're still going through the same thing mm-hmm. we can't please everybody we can't do everything but then we can do things that are within our reach mm-hmm. yeah change yeah. the story a little bit yeah change that narrative for sure straight for up sure. and that's yeah. how we're supposed to mm-hmm. get it going mm-hmm. so being on land mm-hmm. do you think you want to live here at a point but first <laughs> of all what have you found in africa that in all your life in america the greatest nation of all you didn't get peace it's mm-hmm. a peace that's here yeah you know even um being like since i've been here i've been on like facebook and instagram and like and um seeing some of the, some of the things that have happened since we've been here some of the stories i can't even i'm like i, I don't want to mess up my trip i don't want to <laughs> watch this video again right but is is it? And I'm not seeing because we have seen people argue in the streets. Like I'm not. I know God is not free right, of like it right, ain't like right. <laughs> you know. And I know it has its issues, but there is a a piece that has been with me for two weeks, and um, I think we talked about this. I think it was Justin and Jerry about the anxiety that it is to um. In America, you live with this anxiety that you don't always talk about. Like, you know, you may talk amongst your friends about, oh, this is what's going on. You know, vote for this person or that. But it's an unspoken anxiety that mm. we live with mm. every day mm. that we really mm. don't speak mm. about that mm. we know is there being black in America. You know, even traveling here, sometimes you could get that. Like, oh, you're going to travel someplace? Like, the same thing I face in America. 
I could face anywhere. Like, right. you know, I probably have a less likely chance of getting hurt here than oh, America. So, America, like, sometimes yeah. people don't want you to travel because of certain things. And I'm like, I live in America, dog. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? I, like, being educated and being a criminal, you could get the same mm-hmm, plight. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing that separates an educated black right, man right. from a, a criminal black man at this day and age. Because y'all both could still end up dead shot down in the street for just driving your car. So, being here is I have been able to... um detach myself from that constant anxiety and just really engross myself in Ghana not to say that I'm detaching myself to forget about my people but it has given me a peace where I'm able to think clearly and focus on the the mission at hand and understand the greater mission so then I could come back clear-headed and say okay this is what I need to be working on because sometimes when you are so clouded and burdened down with barriers and all of that it's hard to think clear what's the next step these last two weeks I just been able to be free like mm. Live in the moment, take in the moment. Even the times where, especially in Cape Coast, where we wasn't doing nothing, our minds were still going, but we were just sitting there. Shout out to uh, Mabel's table and one Africa, especially, but definitely Mm -hmm. uh, Mabel's uh, table with the red. Like, even we wasn't talking to him or talking to people, we might have been in our phones. We were just being still, but it still was like a peace and a stillness that we don't get at home. Like, there was times we just was listening to the waves. We wasn't even talking to each <laughs> other, but we was just in the stillness of being in Ghana, looking out at that water, knowing something that looks so beautiful today was mm-hmm. the, um, looks beautiful now, but at one point in time was the, you know, events, the place of right, tragic right, events right, with right. slavery. But it just was like that peace that, I, we could just sit there, hear the waves, just be there. And then it was times where we could just hear the other elders that were there talking and hearing their conversations about stuff. But I would just say that peace, like I can't mm-hmm. really describe it. I don't know if that was yeah, a Rudy but answer, but it's definitely just a peace that yeah, yeah. to hear. It's not my answer, but <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely peace. Peace mm-hmm. was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it would have to be like settling into finally like, the unknown becoming mm-hmm. known so right. like in america yeah. it's like you were all like she said that anxiety you know i'm african-american here um but i've been brought here you, you know you grow up just basically knowing like your people aren't from here like well heritage wise but when um i guess as you grow up you have to basically say well i'm an american i'm mm. from this land i was mm. born in this mm. land mm. right mm. But for me, it was more like a connection for hist- to history. Mm-hmm. Like, for me actually being able to say, okay, I don't have to go and see all of this stuff at a museum here in my land. I'm actually here at the land. So, you know, I'm not the darkest brother, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, you know, I've always heard African-Americans, there's nowhere else for, for us to go, mm. you know, because, mm. um, you know, Culture-wise, it's something that has to kind of be created in right, America. Right, right. So, like me being an American or African American, it's like my my culture is new. You know, it's and it's being it's been based upon U.S. history right, for slaves. Right, right. You know, that's what my make is. Mm-hmm. So to come to Ghana or just mainly Africa. Mm-hmm. And actually see, okay, that's this is what my where my melanin comes right, from, right? Yeah. Right. That was more of what this trip um, did for me, stepping onto this land, mm-hmm. because now when I go back home, I can articulate a little bit better to my comrades about what it is to be mm-hmm. black on this planet. Mm-hmm. You know, not more so just in America. 
and to build out more um you know platforms to where like you were saying like we can, people can come together work together understand one another right. i yeah. feel like that's what has to happen because like we've been talking about uh, separation for so long right. right i don't you know you don't want it to have to be where you have to come back to ghana to know who you are mm-hmm. it may take that for some people mm-hmm. but i feel like by just creating these type of conversations to where even those in america those across the diaspora uh, even here in ghana we can talk about it and know that the conversation exists mm-hmm. i feel like it'll it'll help people receive the feeling that i felt mm-hmm. getting here because mm-hmm. it's definitely like here in the waters you can hear waters in miami you know but, <laughs> but when you're here and you actually know like okay these waters are where you know slaves were taken and mm-hmm. it was a it was a for trade you know i feel like that has to resonate for you know black people mm-hmm. in america they yeah. have to really like know like this is real life and right, right. you don't have to you know be down or feel this trauma traumatizing anxiety in america you can actually do something you can do business in ghana right. it, it, we need it ghana right. needs development yes. so if you're sitting in boston or in atlanta or philadelphia Cal- anywhere and you're just like man what am i gonna do <laughs> i don't got nothing it's, it's, i it's got no whole, money there's a whole lot of it's, things yeah you know it's like make some like get some international money mm-hmm. like try to make a difference outside of your neighborhood right, right. definitely start in your neighborhood you know but if you just get if you just giving up on your homeland, mm-hmm. come back home, come back to Ghana, because mm-hmm. they would love to have you. Right, <laughs> and, and this is what I keep saying, and I'll say it again. You know, most people come here and they keep complaining, oh, they don't have this. I don't, I don't think they have good internet. They don't have good this. Right. Develop it, bring that. it here, like. bring it here, make a living <laughs> off right. of it. Dirt roads, something like. Bro. You see what I'm saying? Get some concrete, lay it down. Yeah. Bring, bring it here and make a living Talk out of that. <laughs> make a living out of it. Make a living out of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you think that the trochos are too, the, the cars are too old. Bring a new type, luxury mm-hmm. type car, mm-hmm. business here that people mm-hmm. can use and you can make mm-hmm. a living off of exactly. that. Exactly. You know, and that's how we have to build. That's how we have to reason. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you are here to stay, actually. You're going to come back and settle here mm-hmm. at a point, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Our goal is to definitely invest here, build here, and um, create opportunities for others to do the same. So we definitely, since we've been here, um, we've been talking about getting property here and, you know, um, doing that it's a long-term goal yes is to definitely be here to um we even before we left we was talking about we had never been to ghana we was talking about dual citizenship and mm-hmm. that was just and i think that was just a frequency and a vibe for us to say we never been to this place but we was we want to be you know citizens at this place and that's that's on a deeper level but definitely we want to um long-term be here in ghana there is there is you brought about um uh, dual citizenship mm-hmm. There is this thing in our constitution that has been in there for mm-hmm. a long time, but I don't know for some reason people are not using it or interpreting mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. right. I don't know what it is. It's called mm-hmm. the right of a boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That gives every person of black, like every person of black descent, mm-hmm. the right to be citizen. Wow. Okay. I think you should read it into I that. Am. Most I people am. don't know about it. Mm-hmm. I think you should actually. I am consider and reading to that and if sometimes you know government officials try to be mm-hmm. funny a little bit it's about time there are certain decisions that help us as, as a people we have to mm-hmm. actually force it on these mm-hmm. people to get it going right because mm-hmm. if we don't and we say okay let me get mine mm-hmm. the next person will figure it out like the same way you fought for um uh, w 
E.B. Du Bois day mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be a holiday in mm-hmm. Philly. Mm-hmm. We should have systems like that that are looking out for these things, mm-hmm. you right. know, to help all of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. You not, know, and not just discounts at the mall or something. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Pay Definitely. somebody a little something to yeah. get mm-hmm. things done. All mm-hmm. these things we got to check it. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to make sure that mm-hmm. we we get serious about these subjects mm-hmm. and not think about ourselves alone, but we think about the many people that are to come after mm-hmm. us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that brings me to the question: Do you think everybody? Is supposed to partake in this ship. The reason why I'm asking this question is because I've seen people that come here with all kinds of, you know, Western type stuff that mm-hmm. they will want to enforce on the people. Mm-hmm. That's why you came here and you see a lot of American influence here because mm-hmm. there are people, of course, there are movies and all mm-hmm. that the media is doing their yeah. work. But do you think everybody has to be here? Um, I'll say when it comes to, it's like, you know how they say take the eat the meat throw the bone away mm-hmm. i feel like you know those who are going to bring the positive value that's needed then that should come you know like stuff like fashion trends and stuff like that that's kind of like that's not like the meat of the matter mm-hmm. of what's needed right, you know because right. i feel like i think it's called is it like is it culture appropriation or something like that like how in america you may see yeah, other yeah, 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 yeah. you know like cornrows mm-hmm, or different mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and people in america they have an uproar about stuff like that like oh my gosh this came from black culture why are you all <laughs> good? and i'm just like bro so what like <laughs> like we using iphones <laughs> like we using you know does it really matter yeah it doesn't really matter it's like if they want to wear dreadlocks and do all these things and take a part of our culture cool because we go and eat in their restaurants they eat in, you know we want them to more so patronize um the black economy the black mm-hmm. dollar you know so i look at more stuff from a business insight like when for those of the diaspora who do come to ghana from the west you know the western world you know don't bring that type of mindset trying to call people out on this and appoint it this and point at that let's talk about those issues that we were just talking about things mm-hmm. like the roads mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the health i feel like the health system mm-hmm. is something that needs to yeah. be improved right mm-hmm. you know see how we can bring some you know some specialists some more specialists yes, if we're going to bring advancements mm-hmm. to things um outside of governance you know there are things that that the people in a community can do and provide to the to the um you know to the to the economy to the world itself because in america you know you, you find a lot of people just relying on government and mm-hmm. you know health uh, health care and all of these things which are important you know if the government can provide it cool however i feel like the communities are ran by not ran but they are assisted by like those who are wealthy you know the, mm-hmm. the people who have businesses like you were saying who can come here and create solutions for certain problems right and that is what has an influence on the economy the government and things of that nature so for those who are coming from the west you know don't bring more so western mindsets that's aligned toward um you know like inter- not not entertainment in the aspect of business but just like t- stuff that's going to make blogs and gossip right, and right, stuff like right, that right. to get likes and social trends and things of that nature. We got to bring concrete solutions mm-hmm. that's going to really, really provide big impact. So like that, like I mentioned, just with the Legacy Project, right. that's what we're looking to do. Right. Align ourselves with organizations and individuals who are doing that. They're focusing on things that can help set the precedent for right. the next 400 right. years. Because right. we know we're not going to live to see the next 400 nope. years. Nope. Mm-hmm. So everything we do today has to be aligned 
in like high level right, high level right, thinking right, high level right. action so that's what i would say okay so i would say i think everyone um should come back but come back under the right terms you know like they say um one ride able can spoil a bunch and like mm-hmm. as you already said so everyone hasn't come back with the right intention mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. therefore it can it can you know get infiltrated and what was so organic and beautiful now can be a hot mess right? yeah. so i think what has to happen is those who um already here um they have an organic approach to wanting to see um ghana events we just have to stay the course and we have to be authentically true to the mission at hand and the social impact. So that way, even if someone comes and their mindset is, you know, westernized, I'm just here for the party. They get more infiltrated with the right thing than mm-hmm, the wrong thing. Mm-hmm, if we mm-hmm. give in to the people who are here for the wrong thing, like, oh, they just taking over. Right. That's a that's a mindset. They really ain't taking over. It's just that we just refuse to fight. Mm. So we have to be just as strong as them. If you want to make gone about parties and we trying to say we trying to make it about healthcare or housing, we gotta be when you out in the street doing your thing, we gotta be right there in the next corner saying, sign up this petition, do this or do that. Mm-hmm. We have to have make sure our sites are running. So when people type in visiting God they don't just see all the mm-hmm. and i'm not mm-hmm. saying don't have the parties and all of that but i'm saying we have to make sure our things are in order so when people google ghana they see the missions oh, okay it's about yeah. this because sometimes you have to take people outside of their environment for them to actually think clear they're listen an american all over the world we are on information overload mm-hmm. we are on social media overload you know um reality tv all that stuff overload and sometimes you really have to step outside your environment and step away from people and situations to really think clearly and mm. not be influenced because a lot of the stuff we do we're influenced by our friends and our peers and what we think is cool but when we really in the essence of ourselves we really want to think like a martin or right, Malcolm. we right. really want to think on mm-hmm. a higher level right we're just influenced by so many other things. So I would say, yes, I believe everyone should come. And the people that's here, whether you were born here as a Ghanaian or you're returning back home, I'm going to say as a Ghanaian, right? Yeah. Um, we have to continue to just do the work. But what I will say is that we do need people um, who come and then go back home because who's going to be there to talk about Ghana to the people that's being born or right. that's too young to come. If everybody come, you have a whole generation being born and they like where everybody else said they may, like it's no one prepared the next generation. Like you need to go to Ghana, whether you stay or not go connect to your roots, right. learn, invest, whether you stay and move to Ghana or not, you still should utilize, um, africa or ghana to connect to your roots connect back right even if you never do ancestry.com or whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. come here connect Connect, invest because everybody see this is the thing we won't even think about every other culture every other race has came to africa and stripped africa now how about we come to africa and build africa right reclaim what's ours and own it and so we don't give space and then if we infiltrate it so much we make it uncomfortable for the next person but if we stay out of it, it's because then they got space to come in and take over. And then right. guess what? A hundred years from now, Ghana could look like, you know, an Asian or European country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. We could all die out because if everybody from Africa want to move to America and everybody in America want to stay in America, Africa could no longer be, could get to a point where it's not Africa as we know it. Right. So it's like we need people to 
um, learn. We need people to come take what they learn back, bring other people over, whether they stay or not, because we do need some soldiers that's going to stay and say, this is why you need to connect to Ghana mm-hmm. or to Africa. So it's not, I don't think it's meant for everyone to mm-hmm. come and stay mm-hmm. because for those that's there, they need, they, we need them bridge gappers to say, this is what's going on. This is the move. And if everyone is here, then those left behind just get further distorted and further connected to mother Africa. Right. Right. Right.